1: From the Financial Times, this is hard currency.
2: I really believe that we are on the brink of something special in our country. This year we've seen more people in work than at any time in our history. More of our children starting university than ever before. More British entrepreneurs setting up shop here than anywhere else in Europe. Wages are rising, hope is returning. We're moving into the light, but we're not there yet.
1: That was David Cameron talking up the British economy as he addressed the Conservative Party annual conference in Manchester this week. But is the British economy as rosy as it once looked and does the market see darker clouds on the horizon? This is Roger Blitz and a warm welcome to the FT's Hard Currency podcast, our weekly take on all things in the world's biggest market, Forex. The UK economy's rude health was mirrored in sterling which enjoyed a strong early summer but which since June has rather lost its way. So what's eating away at sterling? Well, someone with firm views about sterling in the UK is Ian Stannard, head of European FX strategy at Morgan Stanley. Ian, welcome. There's no doubt that the UK economy has enjoyed a pretty good year. I mean, Cameron is right about wages growth and GDP is pretty healthy. So actually, what's not to like in this scenario?
0: That's right. We've seen a a very healthy growth picture in the UK over the course of the past couple of years. And finally, we are starting to see some movement on the wages front and unit labour costs starting to pick up, which is obviously going to be very important for the policy debate going forward. But we are cautious. We think going into next year, the picture could start to change. We believe that growth in the UK is likely to slow. There are a number of challenges on the horizon which are going to likely put the UK economy under some increasing pressure. Fiscal tightening we think is going to weigh on the overall growth picture. That I think is also going to continue to keep the feed through into inflation at a very low level as well. So interest rate hikes once the hiking cycle gets started which we believe will be next year is going to be very very gradual as a, a result of that so for sterling the picture we think is going to be less supportive going forward and for next year we would be looking for sterling to come back under pressure
1: okay well let's look at that rate hike cycle and sterling's been getting a bit of a kickback from the federal reserve deciding last month not to hold pat on rates and what we saw was that Bank of England rate expectations were pushed back as a result. But actually, they were pushed back a little bit further than the pushback on the US rates cycle. So is there some kind of deep umbilical cord connecting how the Bank of England rate hiked expectations compared to the Feds?
0: Well, certainly sterling is very sensitive to changes in UK rate expectations. It's probably the most sensitive of the G10 currencies to changes in rate expectations. But interestingly, there's also a very high level of sensitivity of sterling to the gap between market expectations for the Fed and for the Bank of England as well. So when we're in a situation whereby Fed expectations get pushed back, maybe because of weak data, as we saw in the case of the weak non-farm payrolls data, and then the UK expectations get pushed back even further, then actually that has a tendency to put sterling back under further pressure. So that relative gap between the timing, the market's expectations for the timing of liftoff by the Fed and the Bank of England is extremely important for Sterling. It's
1: important for Sterling, but has the market overplayed pushing back Bank of England rate expectations? Do you think they'll reverse
0: Yes, I think at this stage, they have been pushed back too far, given that they've now been pushed into 2017. So we think that actually that gap will likely close up, which will provide some support for sterling in the near term. So we are expecting some near term cyclical support as that gap between the market expectations for Fed and Bank of England lift off starts to close. And traditionally, sterling is very well supported as we head into rate hike cycles. But once we start to see the Bank of England acting and delivering those rate hikes, then it's a very different story. Okay.
1: We're talking actually just after the Bank of England has published its reasons for, again, keeping interest rates on hold. And I just wonder if we can look a little bit into those reasons. The Minutes What did you make of them? I mean, they took a fair bit about the impact of the exchange rate movement on import prices uh, being a drag on inflation. I mean, in general, are you seeing anything significantly different in in the tone of the minutes? Are they dovish? Are they hawkish? What do you think?
0: The overall tone... I don't think there was anything too different uh, with regards to the policy tone. There was no stepping up of the hawkishness. Uh, and uh, so from that perspective, the market is probably likely taking them to be a little bit on the dovish side, especially given how far those expectations have been uh, pushed out. So there was no signal that the Bank of England was uh, trying to send a signal relative to that, uh, where markets are currently pricing uh, rate expectations. What did you
1: make and What the, their comments on inflation?
0: Yeah, so the inflation uh, comments I think were uh, interesting because they were still very much on the muted side, they're still suggesting that uh, inflation is going to be quite subdued until we get Mm. into the beginning of uh, next year as well. So again, that's going to be very crucial for the timing of uh, liftoff. We probably need to see inflation heading higher and maybe back into into the range before the, the Bank of England is in a position where it feels comfortable. We think the earliest that that can happen is probably by February of next year. So, Sterling could well pick up a bit of support as we head into that process, but Sterling also got quite a bit of a mention in the minutes. There does seem to be a very big debate now opening up at the Bank of England with regards to the role of Sterling. And this is something which has been discussed for quite some time. The level of pass-through from Sterling into inflation has been a big cause of discussion. At the moment, the Bank of England does seem to be looking into this into more detail there does seem to be a bit of a focus change taking place as well with regards to rather than looking at the trade-weighted sterling than maybe looking at uh, sterling's performance against the dollar. Mm. And the Bank of England notes that that relationship has been far more stable over the past couple of years, and that may explain why the pass-through from the exchange rate to inflation has been far less than had been previously assumed.
1: So what does this tell us about sterling's relevance to Bank of England calculations.
0: This uh, suggests that actually the market's focus could now switch Onto sterling's performance against the dollar from a policy perspective, rather than
1: the trade weighted exactly. So
0: rather than looking at the trade weighted uh, uh, measures to try and feed that into 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 Mm. policy models, it could well be that the market now starts to focus more on sterling's performance (sighs) against the dollar, and that could make sterling's performance against the dollar far more sensitive to the policy debate.
1: And are you seeing any divergence between the way that the BoE thinks of? inflation and the way the Federal Reserve looks at inflation. I mean, to your point, it feels like there's a real micro analysis of, of inflation and pass through, as you say, from the BOE. And maybe the Fed is some of the, the language from some of the members is that do we need to worry so much about hitting this this target? And actually, we really just want to raise rates. The cause and the effect, the, the, the reasons behind it are just not as tightly viewed as perhaps they are at the BOE.
0: Certainly, the big problem that most of the G10 central banks are now focusing is trying to balance their domestic policy needs with the international environment and some of the concerns and worries with regards to growth slowing down, some of the volatility which has been generated from uh, changes in policy in, in Asia. So but trying to balance those two things it seems to be very, very key and central banks have put more emphasis onto the international environment with the Fed. It's been very much focusing on financial market volatility and uh, developments within Asia and the growth picture for the Bank of England it has been very much focusing on the currency feed-through okay. into inflation. So both are focusing internationally to a greater extent, but coming at it probably from slightly different angles. OK,
1: let's just look at, finally, another couple of reasons why sterling may be influenced over the next few months. Let's just hear another excerpt from what Cameron said yesterday at the Conservative Party conference on the economy.
2: A greater Britain needs a dynamic economy. Today, it's a beacon in an uncertain world. We've got more foreign investment flooding into our country than anywhere else in Europe. In fact, than anywhere else in the world, apart from America and China. But if anyone thinks the battle on the economy is won, they need to think again. The battle has only just begun.
1: Okay, so there's Cameron talking about foreign investment flooding into the country, but he didn't mention, Ian, the problem of Britain's current account deficit, which needs cross-border capital flows. And these are getting stuck, aren't they? Isn't this a big issue that is going to weigh on sterling?
0: Yes, going forward, I think it's going to be extremely important. And tracking the cross-border flows, the investment flows into the UK, is going to be key for sterling analysis. You think that... In an environment where risk appetite is becoming more challenged, where asset market volatility is rising, that has a tendency to lower cross-border investment flows, portfolio flows. Mm. So in that environment, current account deficit currencies have a tendency to come under pressure. Now, sterling has actually benefited from very strong FDI flows, from direct investment what in flows. What are was talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So that has been a stabilizing force mm. for sterling. So even when portfolio flows slow down, sterling has enjoyed that support. But what we have seen is that even those flows can be volatile, particularly when you see political uncertainty picking up within the UK we saw that ahead of the general election at the beginning of this year the FDI flows slowed quite dramatically and that will then expose sterling to the fact that portfolio flows are also slowing and I think that was one of the factors which could put sterling under pressure as we head into next year particularly if the debate regarding the EU referendum in the UK starts to gain momentum.
1: My thanks to Ian Stannard at Morgan Stanley. Please email me on roger.blitz at ft.com for any thoughts you have on FX and this podcast. And do keep abreast of all the latest Forex news and analysis on our website, ft.com forward slash FX. Join us again next week. Goodbye.